Check. Check one. Check your balls. Check. I'm denied the power of Satan. Check for him, too. This is Welcome back, everyone, to Metal Nerdery's 100th episode and our 33rd floor Bunker Poon Inversion Underground Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, 100. We're in the triple digits now. Mm, cheers, fellas. Cheers. Cheers, indeed. We have the Billiam. What's up? We have the Russell. Hey, hey. We have a special guest with us today, Mr. Mixon. Hello, hello. And last but not least, do you guys know when you guys hear this, it will be, I think I did the math right. Y'all check me if I fuck up the numbers. I think the anniversary will be the day before this episode comes out. Yes. Okay. So what we are covering today will be, as you listen to this podcast, it will be 50 years old. 50. Half century shitballs of probably the foundational album for all stoner metal everywhere. It's the Literally. one that, yeah, it's the one that kind of put them on the, they were already on the map, but this kind of tied everything from the first two together. Oh, yeah. yeah. But this one kind of brought that whole like real stoner element because like the first two kind of were almost maybe more doomy. Well, it's got the anthem in it, right? Right on. But yeah, Master Reality, volume three. Volume three. That's what we could start calling it, just Master Reality Volume Three. Because it's basically pre volume four. And if you're counting and numbers are in order, three comes before four. So wow. Fucking I'm a genius, man. <laughs> Fucking made my brain hurt. Like man. An idiot. That's why I love doing this. <laughs> Let's be flex my brain muscle. Yeah. Yeah, but we're talking about the master of reality by the almighty and glorious Black Sabbath. Came out on July twenty ninth, nineteen seventy one. They actually got a little time in the studio for this one. Yeah, they didn't it's have to the, rush through. Well, yeah. let's see. The first one was what eight hours. Paranoid, I think, was done in what a week or two, two days or something like or that. So, it was still a, yeah. a rush because it was the same year they they came out with two albums in nineteen seventy. Right. But it's like this one and those two kind of had. They had moments of like atmospheric stuff, but it was mostly like you know heavy and kind of. More doomy, I thought, but then this almost had like that the heavy and the doomy plus like the real fucking stoner, you know, hence the intro track. Yes. First track. Uh, this one to me was there. I mean, um, obviously they're credited for, credited for creating heavy metal, but Children of the Grave to me was kind of the first song with that, that standard metal rhythm, the chugging on the guitar. Like the thrash and, cadence yeah, kind of? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I just, first time I ever heard that song, I, I'm not going to lie, it was actually, I believe it was on Ozzy's Speak of the Devil album, but, because um, I was in Ozzy before. That I was even, the first time sure. I heard a lot of songs that I hadn't heard from Sabbath before was right. on Speak of the Devil. But I just remember how heavy I remember that, you know, that rhythm. And um, every time I go back and listen to this album, it's like, it's just... I that think even feeling. like all that drum shit they were doing on Children of the Grave, it kind of gave it almost that weird double bass kind of action. Mm-hmm. Like double bass before there was double bass. Right. Because I was listening to it the other night, and it, it's such a strange record because the first two have kind of more, 
pardon me, more jamming moments. Stop burping. But this one seems to have like a <laughs> level of orchestration to it. Sorry. Sorry for the burp. The burp had to happen. It it did. It just it comes out. It's like a fart. It's but as long as you say excuse me, it's fine. So you could like let one go that like you know it felt like it came from your pancreas or something. As long as you say excuse me, it's cool. Got this. I think I was at coupons. Yeah. For it expired now, huh? Is it for the? Is it? Is it the Almighty Johnny's Pizza? Honestly, my contacts don't work that well, so I can't really. Uh, and yet I can read it with my eagle eye software glasses over here that I'm wearing. Oh, it's the end of the month. We're good. That's right. <clears throat> I'm an advanced being. And back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we have an article here from Loudwire regarding the Master of Reality Sabbath facts. Actually, Mr. Mixon, what were your thoughts the first time you heard the Master of Reality? Uh, this is weed to me, this album. Of course, derp. And same yep. thing. I had to go back and hear all these from discovering Ozzy first, right? Right. Okay. So you went. So that's kind of probably the path for all of us, because I'm sure a lot of us probably started off with Ozzy and then worked our way backwards to the right, the roots, as it were. It's our age. You know, yeah. we weren't old enough to know Sabbath yeah. when we heard Ozzy. You know. So. But this is a good one. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Indeed. Yes. Is this the first time they turned they tuned down? Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think they tuned some shit down to D. To ease the pain. <laughs> that's right. Well, and ironically, that's absolutely true, considering the way, you know, Black Sabbath got their sound. You know, Tony got his fingertips chopped off. So obviously that probably makes it a lot easier to play when it's like, oh, you don't have to bend them quite as hard. You said it. That's right. You don't have to bend them quite as hard. No matter how you say it, it just sounds weird, doesn't it? It's like, I love the helmet. And there it is. Okay. <laughs> Indeed, he does. Wait a minute. Did we did we see the first factoid on this list? So the tune down was number two. Oh, that Sweet Leaf was actually by. It, it was named after a um, a pack of Joes, uh, a pack uh, of cigarettes. Uh, oh, a, a pack of cigarettes. In case you didn't hear me because of the burp. Right, right. Sorry. No, I heard the cigarettes before I burped. I think it was. <laughs> I don't think anybody else heard it though. Choreographifies that way. <laughs> uh, nobody else heard it, and they didn't give a shit either. <laughs> Sweet Aftons. Yeah. It's an obvious ode to marijuana. The name for the song, however, was inspired by an Irish band of cigarettes called Sweet Aftons. Well, Hold you on. learn oh, something oh, wait, new every day. I need to, yeah, okay. I just come back from Dublin <laughs> and they had these cigarettes called Sweet Afton, which you could only get in Ireland. Butler once told Guitar World. We were going, what can we write about? took out the cigarette packet as you open it just got on the lid the sweetest leaf you can buy I was like oh sweet leaf Sorry. thanks there that was awful the geezer the butler yeah I think the butler needs to go back to work needs to go back to voice school masters of imprints the earliest US editions of the album featured a misprint in the album title which read masters of reality Hmm. In addition, it read that there were 11 songs as opposed to eight, adding The Haunting, Step Up, and Death Mask as part of the track listing. That sounds fucking metal as shit. Yeah. Well, I think those are the intros to the actual songs, though. So Weird. So it's like on. they made like, the soft intros their own, right. their own thing. Right. So it's like the soft intro right, solo right. album. 
So it's like if Kiss was like a band full of members of just soft intros, it'd be like if each one of them went off and made their own solo albums and dedicated them to each other. Yeah, it'd be just like, exactly like that. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. I think Eric got a little nauseous just now. <laughs> we got Pepto in the fridge over there next to the fireball. It's cool. It's just a weird line. Iomi showcased his many talents. Well, derp. Oh, yeah, he played flute. In solitude, that must have been the Jethro Tull influence coming back in. It might have been. And you know, before, before we we're going to obviously get into the tracks, but I was listening to it the other night. I was listening to Solitude, and it made me, for whatever reason, think about the Wizard. Like you know, in the, you're talking about the lyrics, you know, funny clothes, tinkling bells, and I thought, fuck, it's like the bells in Solitude. I'm like, is that the fucking Wizard? Like going back to, you know, his castle or his lair. And he's like, just got his bells, and he's just fucking doing. You have know. a lot of time to think, don't you? <laughs> Does this Dude. predate Jethro Tull? Uh, no, this no. is after. This right. is after. Yeah. Tony Tony was in it like ever so briefly, I think, before he actually got cranking with Sabbath, but he wasn't Jethro Tull for a minute. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Know that it's a very strange piece of Sabbath trivia, which you should go back and check our episode. Was he the one sitting on the park bench? You should go back and check our episode out on Black Sabbath. Hey, you know, they, out, they outmetaled yeah. Metallica back in 91 or oh, 80, 87. Yeah, they did. The titles like <laughs> The Death Mask and The Haunting. I mean, that, that sounds metal as shit. Yeah. <clears throat> did you guys ever hear the, um, well, here, let's, let's just play this. This is good here. Rocket engines burning fuel so fast. Up into the night sky, they blast. Through the universe, the engines whine. Could it be the end of man and time? Back on earth, the flame of life burns low. Everywhere is misery and woe. Pollution kills the air, the land and sea. Man prepares to meet his destiny. Nailed it. (laughs) Fucking nailed it. And you nailed it too, Bill. But, I mean, the bigger nailing was from Ozzy. That didn't sound right at all. I'm sorry. Uh, That's a keeper. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) I mean, that would probably be pretty quick to say. I love listening to isolated vocals. I think that's cool as shit. Well, it's weird. It's like, because I always knew there was a little delay in there, but like you could really hear it with that. Yeah. The best. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. We're not going to talk about it here. We're going to talk about it later. All right. Let's get into some tracks. What do you want to hear? Let us. Oh. Oh, I think you know. Chronological. Yeah, man. Doom. 
so I had an aha moment here as we were looking at this because we talked about the, the three tracks that were included that weren't actually on there. But now looking at this, after Children of the Grave, you see The Haunting, which is 45 seconds, which now that you think about it, at the end of the song, it's like that little weird, creepy, Children of the Grave, that whole thing. Yeah, the Haunting. Yeah. yeah. So now I understand. But the Death Mask thing, I'm like, that's after Solitude? Because Solitude's pretty quiet, you know? Unless the Tinkling Bells is the Death Mask. Maybe that's the wizard. He's coming back to put on the Death Mask. Might be. Maybe that's the inspiration for Dead Skin Mask by Slayer. You never know. You never know. Uh, Probably not. It's possible. After forever, including the elegy? Come on. Elegy. What? 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 No, it says including the elegy. I think that's, I don't know if that's an instrumental part of the song or something else, but I know I've seen it before. Sweet Leaf was one of those songs that they always played on the radio. Yeah. You know, I mean, even back in the day. I'm not sure if I remember ever hearing it. I do. Oh, 96 Rock. Yeah, 96 for sure. Rock. Yeah. Now, you remember all this other weird shit that yeah. they did not play in 96 Rock. <laughs> Maybe it's because I wasn't listening <laughs> to it at the same time. <laughs> I was listening to it at a different time than you guys were. Right. So it's kind of like the whole like Reese's, you know, the peanut butter and the chocolate thing. It's like, hey, man, they used to play Iron Maiden and Metallica, and I heard it on the radio. Oh, yeah? Well, they used to play fucking Master Reality on the radio. Well, I never heard that. Yeah. Well, I didn't hear that either. Huh. I'm lost. I don't know. It's made up shit. Numero dos. After forever. Including the elegy. That's what I said. It's an elegy. That's what I said earlier. Elegy. Check out my gonga. Reverse gonga. Wrestle the Scat Man. Look out your tambourines, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck you, Ron. Now I know where you're going. (laughs) Can't unhear that. for you didn't I? Well, that, well now that you clapped again now it's like you, it's like the clapper that went off and on and now I'm thinking about fucking Steve Miller band and go on and take the money and run it's like well I didn't hear it until that second clap when you did that when you just did it there I was like oh man that's where the fun is though really I mean, for being honest well whoever did that theme stole that part is my yeah. point behind that right and whoever they, just clapped their, their hands <laughs> ruined that song for the duration of this show <laughs> But very observant, Russell, so yeah. thank you for that. I really like the next one. The, Embryo? Uh, yeah. I thought it was kind of strange, like just its own little it's thrown in there in the middle of, it's weird. But, but I mean, he would do that live. That would always, almost always be the intro for Children of the Grave. He would right. do like the, come on, get it on. Yeah. Sorry, that was a Black Sabbath moment. Nice. What was it? 
come on and clap your hands. I don't think I don't think Paul Stanley yeah, said that it. That sounds I think, like Paul Stanley. I think Ozzy said it. Oh, I like Paul Stanley. <laughs> no, on that, uh, what is it? Oh, shit. Not Live at Last, the uh, Past Lives. I told you I spent it with my uncle in Alaska, honey, Wolverines. Exactly. That's a way to spend your past life. Uh, but that was a song from Past Lives I was thinking about. They started playing Children of the Grave and they opened with that. Embryo. has a renaissance festival. Yes, yeah, it, it does. does. Yeah. Like an eviler renaissance festival. We saw, yeah, I won't ruin the song, but we went this year and it saw is. the guy with the, playing the drum and the pan flute and the guitar all at the same time. Oh, really? And he's doing Stairway to Heaven and like really cool stuff, but he's playing all the music himself. I was just really impressed by it. Wow. Okay, for a minute, I thought my relaxers really kicked in. I was like, holy shit, did Russell actually have the power to stop the music just with his speaking? Sometimes, dude. I can't I can't explain it. It just happens. Okay, I got some spells I want to try out later. You can maybe help me after the show. We'll talk we'll talk we'll talk offline. It's fine. So we go into the the second half of war pigs, right? Children yeah. of the grave. Second half of war pigs? Well, you know, the anti war. Yeah, I guess I can kind of see that. Yeah. That's what it was about, I believe. Yeah. Well, I know there was like a lot of fear about missiles and stuff. Well, I think the a lot of soldiers were coming back from Vietnam, uh, from yeah. Nam, yeah. Nam, right at, right around this time. Wait for it. That's so rad. That's how we played children at the grave on the beach, man. Never 
heard that organ before. It's creepy as shit, though, right? It just adds a level of creepy to it. But you don't hear it without headphones. Right. Yeah, use those headphones. Yeah. Uh, so the original U.S. pressing had those other tunes listed. Okay. Slip bells. Ah. That's what the wizard uses. Got it. Now we understand. Shall we go to the end so we hear the haunting? Yes. And I gotta be honest, when I first heard that, I thought it was kind of creepy. As a kid, I mean, when you're you're listening to Black Sabbath, you're thinking, okay, this came out in the early 70s, and people had to get fucked up over like, okay, this is creepy as shit. What the fuck's wrong with these guys? We were so jaded by the time we heard it, it it was Dude, I wasn't, though. I mean, when I heard it, I was kind of like, it still was sort of, like, that's creepy. And if you listen to that through headphones, it's ultra creepy. Or it certainly can be creepy. Here comes the haunting. So just creepy stuff going on in the music. We Did they not? I, I always thought that was creepy as shit. Because the first time I heard that was on We Sold Our Soul for Rock and Roll, you know, the compilation. And I was like, fucking hey, man, that is creepy as fuck. Yeah, they were high. Now talk about a way to start side two of the cassette, if you're following along. Or in side one, rather. Derp. I always thought that was a cool instrumental. Wow, so that would have started side two. Yes. Interesting, because when I had the cassette, Lord of This World started side two. You sure? Yes. Okay. At home, but it was not the LP, it was the cassette. So the long player is different, and I'm talking all over this song. I'm sorry.
bass. Damn. Hear it? So many good covers of this one too. Oh yeah. yeah, I love the COC. I love the COC yeah. version. That's really good. I think Bill Ward does not get enough credit for the swing style. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. it just makes everything. It just good. adds to it. Right. It gives Sabbath the Sabbath sound. Yep. Sure yeah, for does. sure. Yeah, he's always all over the place. Yeah. Which, which, like you said, it makes it. He's he's not riding along with Tony, you know. You know, it's funny. The Sometimes listening to Bill Ward play drums, it reminds me in a weird way of sort of how Gary and Jeff from Slayer would play guitar. I don't know why, but it's like the same raw, like just like just fucking extreme, just beat the shit out of everything. It just kind of has that feel to it. I don't know why. It's just it, it came to me suddenly in a thought, and I was like, wow, you should say that. And looking back, I think I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for that. That was well-deserved and probably received. Okay, now, the next song threw me. My 16-year-old self was not impressed when I got this tape, and I heard Solitude, and I was like, what kind of bullshit is this? And the reason I said it was bullshit, because it's one of my favorite songs now, but the reason at the time, it's like the acoustic interlude things. I was like, okay, that's cool. I can dig that. I like that. It's like a soft intro, basically. That's all it is. It's cool. But then when it gets to a whole song, and there's flute, and it's relaxed, and it... Like the mellower stuff, like even playing a caravan, it took me a few times listening to it to kind of get to get into it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh man, Sabbath is fucking balls and shit. It's not fucking. But I would get into this stuff over time, so it's like now Solitude's one of my favorite tunes because it's very atmospheric and it's heavily a headphone song for sure. Stop. <laughs> Black Sabbath Master of Reality Metal Nerdery Podcast 100th episode ASMR <laughs> That's a hashtag Yeah Fuck dude There's one I did the other day It was hashtag Ha 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 Like 8,000 ha's Like it was This many lines long Sibling the size of my dick Link then with Link then with Earth. <laughs> it's that big around, but it sure is short. <laughs> it's like a mini tuna can, man. This is great relaxer. Yeah, for real. Type stuff. Hey everybody, it's Mark Potterson again. Be sure to get your relaxers ready for this song, man. that from is it like a clint eastwood western thing you seem to sure. seem westernish yeah it did all right let's uh let's end this one with a good oh yeah 
one of the heaviest riffs of all time, ever. Next to this whole song. Solar plexus on the sun. Pre-Rain and Blood did before Rain and Blood came out. And by that, what I mean is they opened it with a fucking heavy-ass song with Sweet Leaf, and then they closed it with a heavy-ass song like Into the Void, and they bookended it. Yeah, that's right. I used the term bookended. Uh, I don't remember any soft songs on Rain and Blood. <laughs> uh, dude, Jesus Saves, oh, yeah. Soft oh, yeah, Intro. I forgot that. I forgot that. Burp. Yeah. Derp. <laughs> It's a burp derp. It's what that I, I is. I always hear Cliff Burton when I hear Geezer Butler for some reason. Sort of. What? Connected. Or in the aggression, you mean? Like the sound. way he plays? Just their sound is so Yeah, the sound is very similar. Very I similar. So. I like listening to... <clears throat> in the headphones, you can hear Geezer and Bill Ward working off each other now. I mean, they're total rhythm section. Yeah. Oh, wait. Is it the fast part? Right here. Oh, turn that up. Mr. Crone's here. Ooh, excellent. like some multiple drug, uh, drum overdubs. It's almost double bass, right? Kinda, yeah. Sounds like somebody hammering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're making an album. We're doing some home improvements upstairs <laughs> in the studio. We're fixing it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to fix it for yeah, you. Yeah, we got, we got some bleed in through the microphones, but it's got it on there, but it's like, it's like, a, like a hidden track, y'all. Uh, this is Bob, the inbred builder, and I'm just letting y'all know what's going on upstairs in the studio God. here we're recording. I'm Bless kidding. America. The dogs are a part of the song, right? I ain't an inbred, but my sister is. 
The dogs are part of the song. <laughs> yeah, they are. Okay, just, just so we don't, I almost don't want to leave out of context, but I almost want you to pull up the live version of Children of the Grave from Past Lives just so you can hear the how he starts it with embryo and goes into it and Ozzy's like doing the whole, you know, let's get it on. Because <laughs> it's fucking exciting. It's like, okay, no wonder Ozzy fired people up so much in the 70s. I mean, he was, was great. I mean, I'm sure the cocaine probably held, but I mean, he really just fucking got people just I think they amplified after the show. What, after the show? I think they waited till after the show. For the coke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, with Ozzy, he probably has it like in his coffee. Like, I have no experience, but I've heard people talk about trying to play on that stuff, and it's really difficult to... Trying to play music, yeah. yeah. It seems like it seems like he'd be hyper focused. It's great for comedy. I mean, look at Richard Pryor. <laughs> I mean, not until you set yourself on fire. You know that point's bad. Or Kennison. Oh yeah. Well, Kennison didn't set himself on fire, dude. I saw something where he was talking about he he had like an oxygen thing behind the stage because he would like get all fucking wound up when he you know, come out and have all kinds of <laughs> coke in his system. <gasps> Got to take a breath. It's like, you'd think with the cocaine that Sam Kennison would have been thinner. He was, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, but I'm just saying, you would have think. He was two years sober when he died. Yep. That's sad. Got hit by a drunk driver. Yeah. That was that was sad. That Fucking, was tragically sad. I, was, I watched the uh, Randy Castillo uh, Prime documentary uh, on the drummer, Randy Castillo, and he and Sam Kennison were best friends right before he died. Oh, yeah? They, yeah. They, Did he ever do anything musically with Sam or no? He might have played Sam drums on that like wild thing song. Yeah, I know he had a band he like sometime been, well, where he toured. I think with they him. showed uh, Stephen Adler on that video, if I'm not mistaken, but I don't know. He still plays drums, right? Stephen Adler? Yeah. yeah. I know he had a stroke and had kind of got fucked up a little bit, but I'm glad we he still played him. He played music. in a, uh, 37 Main with his band Adler's Appetite. That's right. He's got a picture with his hand draped over my wife and hand on her boob really yeah <laughs> so i mean he's just grinning like an undertaker and i'm like motherfucker because <laughs> he probably knows on some level you're kind of like all right kind he's of. probably irritated but at the same time it's like that's a memory he'll never forget right yeah, i mean i'm not gonna let the guy you know bang my wife but still he was on it's a like great no. rock and roll album <laughs> one, of, one of the most famous rock and roll albums of all time okay so go ahead, grab you can a boob. graze or tit <laughs> yeah, not even grab a boob that's like a tick graze that's not even a not even it's like a, it's like, you know, a glaze you're right he didn't grab but he definitely uh, placed find the it. hand over it I think Billy found it alright we'll see he's got the tentacles working we just like to say on behalf of the guys and myself you're a good bunch of people and we love each and every one of you we're gonna finish up now with a number one. I wanna see everybody, and I mean everybody get up your ass and move! It's a number entitled Children of the Grave. Checking his tuning. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. He's playing the tuning song. Wait for it. Let's go! Burping was. Burp monster. Right, 
way heavier. Oh, yeah. And faster. Soulfly. Yeah. That's like early Soulfly right there. 75. So this was when they would have been firing on all motherfucking yeah. cylinders. Yeah. Glad we're not 60, but we missed a bunch of cool shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like a time machine. Yeah. By the way, where are we on those relaxers, by the way? Time machine relaxers. That's on your plate, I think. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Russell. I didn't mean to say that mid-song. That was disrespectful, both both to Ozzy and to, to Black Sabbath. I feel, I feel apologized for that. Yeah. I feel apologized for this. Is that a word? Well, you just said it. So. Eric, I feel apologized that I just said those words <laughs> out loud that are not actually words. This charted at number five in the UK and eight in the US. Wow. In That's 1971. Impressive. That's impressive. I guess that just goes to show you that people were tired of all the, the happiness and the non-offensiveness. And they like the darkness and the evilness of Black Sabbath. <laughs> Platinum in Canada. That's Canada. Uh, went platinum, no, it went gold in United Kingdom, that's UK. And then in the United States, it went two times platinum. Two million. Now I feel like I'm going to have a weird kiss double platinum inserted reference that has to go in there just because it says double t- double platinum. So they Is sold 100,000 yes. in their country. And two million. Here? That's here. like the opposite of death metal now. Right. right. You yeah. Know, you go to Europe and it's... So oh, where you don't, where you're not appreciated where you're from, but right. you're appreciated elsewhere. Yeah, right, right. But sometimes that happens. It's like, like you just said, it's like in Europe, you know, it's like they get these shows where like th- throngs of people. Yeah, they probably Baker, got a lot more radio. Used to be in a yeah, good story. Oh, yeah, yeah. He played an atheist all through the early 2000s yeah. and big festivals over in Europe. Yeah. I, I see pictures of him. He's got them on his Facebook page. You can go through and look. He's sitting there signing autographs. There's a hundred people in line to get this guy's autograph, right? Wow. And then they play here at the masquerade back in early 2000s and 50 people show up. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe 50 people. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's crazy. crazy. Should we throw anything else tangentially related in here? Do we have any final thoughts? I mean, there's a million. Right. Well, there's a million tangentialities in there for sure. Because, you know, so many good bands covered all, all of these songs and they're, and they're badass, all of them. But tracking wise, would y'all change anything? I don't think so. I don't think you could really. No. The only thing I think might have been good cool, and ends good. The only thing I think might have been cool would be if they would have broken out those other little snippets as like their own tracks. Because those the song titles sound badass. I mean, Death Mask and fucking what was the other one? The Haunting. The haunting. Yeah. You know the Elegy. It's like that it sounds. Because then it almost fills it out more, and it, even though it's an instrumental part of the actual song, it kind of gives you sort of that illusion of, oh, you're getting more than you think you're getting. Right. Yeah, but then then you might complain because it's not it's not an actual song. It's and they a 28 just, second right. song, douchefag. Exactly. Yeah. Douchefag. <laughs> well, I didn't wow. say douchefag. I think I said douchefag. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> I said douchefag, I'm sorry. I'm Level sure. Offensive. Well, it's a cigarette that's used as a cleaner as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, mama, you got another one of them douchebags I can use? I need to clean out my... That would be a much more British accent, I believe, on that one. No, I said douchebag. I said the other one. 
I didn't hear it that way either. I'm sorry. Well, if I did say it that way, I did not mean to offend or say it that way, so I'm sorry. A douche cigarette was the implication there. All right, I got a butt on the smoker. All right. Wrap it up. Let's Let's go take care of your butt butt and taste it. Thank you for listening to Metal Nerdery, everybody, and happy 100 to us. We're going to go do some more relaxers and come back and do 101. Yeah, Metal Nerdery 101. Heck yeah. Sorry, not related. Anyway, thanks. We're out. See you. <laughs> Later. Eat a dick. Thanks, Mixon, for joining. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Mixon. Thank you. Being a special part of this special presentation. We mean special. Of the special murdery window-licking helmet-wearing special. That's right. That's yes. mostly me, but anyway. Thank you, guys. Stop, ah. Bill. Stop. Stop. Stop now. The helmet. Okay. Yeah, he's on. Hello, everybody. This is Gazer. The butler. <laughs> You're listening to Metal Nerdery. Go buy their shit at metalnerdery.com slash merch. I've got to go get merely some more pasta sauce. Mm. You can also go to metalnerdery.com slash episodes, a podcast, or whatever the fuck it's called today. Right. But now I've got to go write some songs and resurrect John Paul, George, and Ringo. Anyway. I think it's the nuts in my mouth that made me forget. I know what I have within my hand. That's a mouthful. It it did. It just it, it comes out. Checking my balls. Let me pull it up. Are you pull it up. <laughs> Could you pull that up? I'm getting licked over here. It was hard, and but that made it fun again. Strangely gay reference about Matt. Does not fit at all. Go home and put it in your mouth. You better bet your ass. Balls. Huevos. It's the longest. That's right. Start off with the longest. Ooh, I like green sauce. I mean, that's good for flexibility, but... I love the COC. I used to jam with some dudes. I like Tool. I love Nutter Butters. If I hum it enough. I love Capri Suns. Elbow to elbow, ball to ball. I'm glad they're still putting out. I like the thicker sounding ones. I need mini me. Did that so. just move? Okay. I like tool. It's like one of my new favorite things I'm growing into. I fucking yeah. wore it the fuck out. And it's just the balls, man. Because it's stuck out. It's a mouthful, but it's nice. Gross. His dick is just too big for me to Monday. not sit back comfortably. <laughs> I lasted about 30 seconds. Yeah. Blowing tubes all the time. One of them's going down yeah. while one's going up. Okay, yeah, his fingers are awfully fucking big. We didn't get it in until the last minute. I've worn them out. I got a ball sting. I <sighs> making my balls hurt. The number you have reached, 980-666-8182. Is in service. And ready to receive. Thank you. It's all bullshit. There's no moon.